Welcome back to Tin Can Alley. Whether you are a brand new listener or returning here for the second season, it's an exciting time because it is officially the start of the 2021 Backyard Baseball season. I am your host of this podcast, along with my brother, Jordan. Here I am. And today we would like to take it back to square one, first base, if you will, Mm. and explain for those who may be new to this podcast, or maybe this is your first season listening in, just exactly what this league is and what it looks like, what some of the rules are, who some of the players and player managers are in this league, and why you should care. The great thing about backyard baseball is that it's not just one great thing. It's a million great things. If there's anything that isn't great about backyard baseball is that in order to play it, you have to play it alone. So there was an idea that we had a while ago, say five years ago or so. The idea predated that, but it finally came real five years ago where we said, we're going to have a league together. And what that's going to look like is we'll all draft our own teams and we'll have to play individually since there's no way to play head to head against each other. But at least then we'll kind of have a shared backyard baseball experience. We'll compare stats. The person with the best record will um, go to the World Series and it'll be great. And that's how it started. And we did that for a few years. But then over time, as we've learned partly from the internet and other people who had the same interests as us, and then just over time, we've developed uh, a league that I think is even better than it was when it started five years ago. And not to mention grown in size. So we started out with six. We call them player managers because you both play the game and you manage a roster. But now it's up to 14. We have two separate leagues. And I think it's a total blast. And I think that for anybody listening to the podcast, it is an opportunity. You could take this and run with it if you wanted and create a league like ours. If you've ever thought to yourself, I don't want to play backyard baseball alone anymore. I want to enjoy it with others who also enjoy it. Yeah, and this all started just because we were in college and around people who were our age and had similar interests. And so this was a game that we had all known since childhood and loved playing way back in the day. Thought it would be cool if there was a way to revive that in a more competitive manner. And so that's how it started. And yeah, like like Jordan said, five years now, uh, we've been doing this um, along the way, discovering new ways to make it more interesting. It's evolved to the point where we now have a draft for each team. We are able to access the files and set it up in a season mode so that our teams play each other, thanks to the help of some people on Reddit. There is a whole list and slew of rules that go along with this. We're going to give you just a higher level overview so you understand basically the frame of the league and not get in the weeds too much and get weighed down with all of the nitty gritty. Sound good? I think that sounds great. There's nothing like the beginning of a new baseball season. Okay, the best place to start when explaining this league would be, uh, how do you win? That's a great question. (laughs) 
obviously we can't play each other live face to face or even online. So the best way that we have found to actually compare skill levels and scores is to play against the CPU. And this year you're actually playing against the drafted team of your opponent in the schedule. Uh, and then comparing how many runs you beat the other team by. So let's say I beat the computer nine to two. That means that week I score seven runs against my opponent. My opponent beats the computer five to one. They score four runs, so I win seven, seven, four. Right? I did that math, right? Yep. Math is, yep. wow. You did it on yeah. the fly. It was cool, cool, cool. Very good. Wow, I forgot. I honestly forgot what the first score I had said was. So I was hoping that I remembered the right number. You picked it up. If you lose your match against your opponent, you score negative runs, which happens more often than you think. <laughs> happens uh, in week one sometimes. That's right. No shame to anybody who loses against the CPU. We are playing on hard, by the way, without being able to see where the pitch is going. No pitch locator, no swing spot for those of you who are familiar with the lingo. Basically, uh, you're going in blind up to up to bat, and you have to swing when you think it's close, like real baseball. So it's possible to score negative numbers against your opponent, uh, but if your opponent has a lower or larger negative number, I don't know how negative numbers work. What's the proper way to talk about negative numbers? What, uh, my math teacher would be ashamed of me right now. I don't know. But basically, you get the idea. Whoever's Whoever's closer to winning... You can we'll, win we'll beat the other negative person. two to negative seven. That's possible. Yeah, that's that's easier to, to say that way. So your record against the CPU matters and your record against the other player manager matters when uh, figuring out the standings of the league. Both are weighed against your winning percentage um, as a cumulative win percentage to determine the order. Yep. So you have a matchup every week. We play for 14 weeks. Your wins against player managers matter and your wins against the computer matter. Your record uh, decides where you're seated in the playoffs. We have uh, three rounds of the playoffs and then the winners of each league go head to head for the World Series. There you go. That's the basic nuts and bolts. Now, before we even get to the season, there's a whole preseason a free agency and a draft night, which is really exciting. Jordan, why don't you explain that? And this is this is maybe my favorite part. You might have to keep me on a buzzer again, the like too deep in the weeds buzzer. So you let me know. Great. If we go too far, I'll yeah. I'll try to keep it, I'll try to keep it light. But um there are, for the purpose of our draft, 63 available players in the draft. So that's why we have an American League and a National League, seven teams each, nine players on each roster, 63. So we have a draft that essentially takes place in two parts, free agency and then the rest of the snake draft. In free agency, each player manager has $100 to spend, fake dollars, and um, each player on the rosters has a skill level assigned to them, which if you've ever played backyard baseball is just there are four different skill categories. You take the number of baseballs and you add them together. And that's like their starting price. Yeah, the four categories being uh, hitting, fielding, their pitching, and their speed. 
And those are between one and 10 yep. as a value. And you just add them all up. And then that's their starting value. So the free agency just functions kind of like a live auction. So a player manager gets up and they put a player up for bid and then the higher, highest bidder wins. And then when they've all run out of money to spend on players, then we go through a more like normal, quote unquote, snake draft. And you draft out the rest of your team and a home field. That's another big part of your strategy in backyard baseball. And that's the beginning of the season. And uh, there's a little more pageantry that goes into that because, of course, we have to sing the national anthem. And then there's trades that happen mid-draft, blah, blah, blah. That stuff's the best. And for some people, that's like 75% of the fun of the season. So it was it was a blast this year as well. But after that, there's a short period of trading that happens before the files are created. And um, that's when you got to get your roster locked in. And when once you get your roster locked in, it's time to start the season and we play for 14 weeks. Yeah. And this is great because what this means is that your team that you're playing with changes every year. Unlike maybe a franchise where you trade two or three players in the offseason and you kind of like retool your, uh, I don't know, your bullpen or something. Right. And some people do like keeper leagues where you might yeah. keep some of your players from one season to the next. But we've decided we're not doing that right now. You get a brand no. new team every year. Fresh start. So there's a level playing field. Obviously, some people have their favorites of who they want to pick from year to year, and that's totally great. But everybody has a fair chance at all the players going into the season. I really appreciate this part of our league, and I think it makes it fun for people who like, you know, baseball simulation manager stuff because uh, you get to really dial in your strategy before the start of the first game. Yeah. And I think it's worth mentioning, like you you mentioned that we've had some help from Reddit users. I want to make sure that they get all the credit they deserve. If you like the idea of a backyard baseball season, um, of course, we have some of our own um, ways of doing that and rules. But if you do go over to Reddit, um, there's a there's a guy who's the commissioner of that league. His handle is Yurya, Y-U-R-Y-A. Yep, that's right. And um, you could say, I mean, they take this to the next level. They they keep full stats. They run multiple leagues at the same time. They have challenge tournaments, things like that. So if you've ever wondered if there's anybody else out there playing backyard baseball, well, there's us and there's more. There's plenty more, and we have had a lot of help from them, especially when it comes to setting up our, our season files to work. Yes, we owe them a lot of gratitude, and they've been a huge, huge help in us, even just understanding how the game works. Yep. And some of the things we've talked about here have been from a lot of those guys and their due diligence on Reddit, so Hats much off. appreciation. Now, the draft and trades are a lot of fun, and we'll definitely come back to that and talk about it and how it uh, relates to this specific season. But let's move on to some more of the setup of this league and the rules and go through that before we talk about anything pertaining to just this season. Okay. After the teams are drafted and the trades have happened, the season starts, which is 14 regular season games long. Now, each team in the National League will play every other team in the National League twice. Is that correct? That's correct. Once at home and once away. You got it. 
you are playing the people in the National League and you are not crossing over to the other league until we get to the World Series. Basically the World Series. Yeah, yep, there's correct. there's one matchup. After we finish the regular season, then we enter the playoffs. And the beautiful thing about the playoffs is everybody goes to the playoffs. Yeah, oh, it's true. It's absolutely true. Oh, yeah. So the way we do that is, um, so we got seven teams. The top three teams, they get a bye. The bottom four teams, they do like a, a short play-in bracket. So do or die, you go from those four teams down to one team who is the wild card winner. And then um, they'll play a series against the one seed uh, for the division series. So you end up with um, four teams who play a best out of three series to advance to the championship. Best out of three series, World Series, best out of three series. That's how we've done it. And uh, it's been pretty successful the past few years. Those games in the past have been played at... uh, neutral site so that there is no home field advantage if you're familiar with the game you know that the fields are very different from one another then they matter oh man the uh the playing surfaces are different the dimensions the you know even opportunity to hit a home run is can be completely different from one field to the next so those have been played historically at a neutral site in order to give both teams a fair shake at it yeah is there anything else that we've missed that we want to cover before we talk about this season specifically? No, I mean, I think that covers the basics. I mean, there's some things this season specifically we might talk about, but yeah, that's it. It is worth mentioning that there are rules around how you can play. Mm. We won't get into them too deep, but basically the rules are designed so that you are playing baseball and not taking advantage of a really old, however old game. So things like trying to trick the CPU into taking a base that they shouldn't and just tagging them out or exploiting other systems similarly. Yep. We've tried to eliminate those kinds of things so that it's mostly straight up baseball. Yeah, it's a tough balance, but we try to strike it. Now that we've gone over the structure of the league, let's talk about this year. Selfishly, we have to, you know, some of our listeners are, of course, participants in our league. And if you're not, you should just become a fan of the league. You should pick up a favorite today. Remember the day you became a Formula One fan and you had to pick a team? Think about that. Remember the the day you realized that hot dog eating competitions were real? You had to figure out whether or not you were going to be a, you were going to be a, I don't remember those two guys. Joey Chestnut fan. Or Joey Chestnut fan. Kobayashi fan. Or Kobayashi fan. Th- Is that that's, right? Is it Kobayashi? You, you totally nailed it. I'm so Is glad you dude? came through there. Uh, Matt Stoney, you know. Wow, you're you're deeper into that than I, than I thought. So here, here we are. This is your day. Find your Kobayashi. Let's talk about this year's participants in the season. We got a lot of old names, some new names. How about we start with the National League? Okay. How does that sound? I love it. Where better to start in the National League than with Pat? Pat the Pirate. Yes. Who last year was pretty successful. Pat Cook, player manager of the Pirates here. 
My roster for the year looks like Alex Gonzalez, Jason Kendall, Jose Canseco, Dmitry Petrovich, Raul Mondesi, Sean Green, Jeremy Burnett, Sally Dobbs, and Marty Cordova. One thing I'm excited about for my team this year is our uh, defense, having seven pros. Really, I'm optimistic that our defense will be difficult to score runs against with the new change in our format of playing the opposing team's actual roster. I'm hoping that comes up big, but also I'd be remiss not to mention Sally Dobbs. Really happy to have a mom on the team. If you got that many MLB players on your team, you're in a good spot. Yeah, he made it to the World Series. He lost. Um, It was tough, but I know he's excited for this year. He's got a great roster. Uh, I hate to be like spoiler alert, but he basically took the National League draft. What stands out to you about his roster that makes you say he took the National League draft? He doesn't have anybody who's terrible. I mean, that's the big one. Usually in uh, you know a game or a, a draft where we're drafting everybody, someone has to get Kimmy Ekman. Somebody has to get Gretchen Hasselhoff. I've, I'm partial to Gretchen. I think she's great. But you know what I mean? And um, those people are, are on Bat's roster. So he did some some great draft work uh, there to stay out of the bottom of the draft. And you don't find anybody slower than a six in speed on that team. And at that, there's only one. Jeremy Burnett is the slowest player. He is, again, spoiler alert, my my pick this year to win the National League. If he doesn't, shame on him. You heard me, Pat. But we can't talk about National League success without talking about Jonah and the Melonheads. Uh, Jonah, another perennial participant, he has been just on the cutting edge of glory here these past couple years. And uh, I think he's got a good squad this year. Um, I don't think quite as good as Pat's for sure, but it looks like Vladimir Guerrero, Jeff Bagwell, Barry Bonds, Kurt Schilling, Mark McGuire, Yvonne Rodriguez, Ernie Steele, Billie Jean Blackwood, and Kimmy Ekman. He's playing at Steele Stadium. And I think that Mel- that the Melonheads, Jonah, were particularly sad that uh, Angela Del Vecchio didn't return to the squad. Um, he's had Angela every single year, except for this year, and that, that kind of hurts. Um, but he has some good talent on the top end. He's got some good power on that team, but he, he is going to have to deal with some weaknesses at the bottom end with Kimmy Ekman, who's separated from Ekman Akers. Um, he's got some slower players in Kurt Schilling, Mark McGuire, but um, that doesn't seem to bother Jonah. He likes having a designated pitcher, someone who can really give him a lot of innings. So I wish him the best. That's what I want. Yeah, you know, I see I see major power at a place with a short center field. A lot of potential for home runs. The big question mark, obviously, in this lineup would be Kimmy Ekman. Yeah. Where do you put her? What does she do for your team? I don't know. That's a problem he's definitely going to have to figure out if he wants to be successful this year. And I think that uh, he's going to have a tough time fending off Jaden and the Fishes, who also found a lot of success late in the season. He was a newcomer last year. However, he made a real surge 
uh, once we get to the tail end of the season. Jaden Greenwood here, player manager for the Fishes. The Fishers are excited to be playing at Super Colossal Dome this year and thankful to the Backyard Baseball League and Commissioner for allowing fans to be present at those games. The Fishers are hoping that the family dynamic between the Weber Twins and Amir and Ahmed Khan can lead them further than they did last year to win the pennant and ultimately grab the World Series title. Hoping for a great year. He's got Alex Rodriguez, Ahmed Khan, Amir Khan, Sidney Weber, Ashley Weber, we're not done yet, Chipper Jones, Juan Gonzalez, Frank Thomas, and Jocinda Smith. He's going to be playing at the Super Colossal Dome as his home stadium. I don't know how you feel, but I really like this team comp. There's a lot of things going on here with Amir and Ahmed, Sydney and Ashley. You got a lot of power potential in Juan Gonzalez and Frank Thomas. Um, I don't know. I like it. He's my dark horse for a deep run into the postseason. I think he's got I, I think he is going to be second. That's my official call. I think he's going to take second place in the National League. I want to see Jonah and the Melonheads do do well and um improve on last year, but I think they're gonna have a tough time with that that roster. Also returning this year is Derek, not me. That's correct. Who is yep. the captain of the Astros? His team consists of Sammy Sosa, Keisha Phillips, the custom player, Barry Larkin, Mo Vaughn, Carlos Beltran, Randy Johnson, Marky Dubois, and Ricky Johnson. They are playing this season at Playground Commons. I have to be honest here. I think that that is uh, as a team with a lot of weakness on the bottom half. But if Derek can find his stroke with some of those home run hitters, who knows? Maybe he can really turn it into a, a special season. Um, it's worth noting about the custom player. You could go. You could go listen to our episode on the custom player. Um, but we have, again, with help from the Reddit League and other places in the internet, um, figured out how to hack the custom player. So that didn't come with like unlimited capabilities, but it does allow you to have a, a custom player who's. Um, got better speed, got more power, stuff like that. So the custom player is kind of a big deal in this case. In fact, I know he's he's got a player with um, a pretty decent amount of pop and uh, great speed in uh, in that custom player. What I see in Derek's team comp is that he definitely had some trouble later on in the draft. Randy Johnson historically has not been a very popular pick for our league. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean... Maybe Derek was angling for Randy as his pitcher. It doesn't seem likely. Also, Marky and Ricky are going to be really tough to work around. That's a third of your team that you're going to have to figure out how to get them around the bags to score some runs. I'm not sure how you do it. Yeah. I think that I think that unless the Astros have um, just impe- impeccable pitch selection timing, uh, they're going to struggle to score runs. So. Uh, I I would say there are similar concerns, just possible, with uh, Spencer's Monsters. I like the team comp a little better. But here it is. Mr. Clanky, Pete Wheeler, Cal Ripken Jr., Vicky Kawaguchi, Dante Robinson, Tony Gwynn, Reese Worthington, Tony Del Vecchio, Jason Giambi. And so there I see a lot of top-end speed, which is awesome. Mr. Clanky, we do play with Mr. Clanky. I know the Reddit League doesn't because he has unlimited stamina. 
But at the slower end, you've got Giambi, um, you've got Gwyn, and Tony Del Vecchio. And those are better bats than what you see over on the Astros. Um, and so I think that the potential is greater for the the monsters, but I don't think that the team uh, looks as good as the Fishes or the Pirates. And they're playing their home games at Tin Can Alley, which mm-hmm. if you've played there, you know that the ball is bouncing around a lot faster and getting to the fielders faster than other fields. And so it's really imperative to have the speed to get to first base or second base or whatever before the ball is actually being picked up and played by the defenders. So I, I think he's going to have a good shot of, of that with the top half of his roster. But again, some of those guys like Jason Giambi, uh, it's a big question mark in how you're going to actually be able to use him. Now, I, we've said this about a few people, but most teams are going to have one or two spots that are considered maybe a little bit of an outage. And so everyone's going to have to try to figure out how to work around that. Um, some teams just more than others. True. And so I guess I shouldn't shouldn't sell Spencer too short. What you do see is really fast guys and Pete Wheeler, Vicky Kawaguchi, Dante Robinson. And then you've got other guys who uh, you're going to just have to rely on them more for RBIs than runs scored. So hopefully he can he can strike that balance, make it work. Let's move on to the Rockies, a team that, as many of you know, I love. Now, not mm-hmm. necessarily the backyard baseball Rockies led well, by Andrew, but I do love the Rockies nonetheless. You'd have a lot to love. And this particular team? If you're a fan of this team, I think oh, so. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a good lineup, starting with Kenny Lofton, Luanne Louis, Larry Walker, as he should be, Nomar Garciaparra, Annie Frazier, Maria Luna, Stephanie Morgan, Lisa Crockett, and Gretchen Hasselhoff. They're playing all of their home games at Cement Gardens. Which is the right choice. I see uh, female empowerment on this team, which I'm digging. Annie Frazier, Maria, Stephanie, Lisa Gretchen. Yeah. I never would have taken Annie as high as he took him, as he took her. Uh, that's fine. I think that the reason I like this team is it's a lot of fun. Um, they are going to be the all pink Rockies. Uh, another thing that we can achieve through file hacking. Um, so he will be able to capitalize on Maria's stat boost. Uh, a fast team. I think they look they look good. Your slowest player on that team is a seven in speed. Wow. Um, and I believe yeah, there's only two, two people who are that slow. Looks it, good. It's a fast team, but uh, not the strongest in terms of fielding, I would say. I mean, you have some great people. Kenny, Larry, Nomar, all going to be strong in the field. But you're going to have to find a place to put Gretchen and Annie and Stephanie Morgan, who is okay but has not the best arm. That's going to be a tricky part. That brings us to uh, the newcomer this year, the rookie in the National League, uh, Josh of the Reds. He's, wow, this is an interesting roster. You you were waiting for it. This is where Pablo Sanchez lives, along with Ken Griffey Jr., Derek Jeter, Angela Del Vecchio, Mikey Thomas, Mike Piazza, Kenny Kawaguchi, Jorge Garcia, and Ronnie Dobbs playing at the spacious Ekman Acres. And they're playing at Ekman Acres without Kimmy Ekman, which is a bit of a bummer. Um, and that field is big, big, big. And personally, not my favorite. But I'm interested to see what Josh can do with this team. 
I mean, if if he if he's able to hit some dingers, he's going to be in good shape. He's going to need them. Mikey Thomas and Mike Piazza. It's the only way they're going to get on base. Uh, but Pablo Jr., Mikey Thomas, Mike Piazza, and Ronnie Dobbs as well can yank one out of there. So I think that I think that power is going to be uh, maybe what he has to rely on there. But pretty excited. I'm excited to see what Josh has got. I know he's got some some history with backyard baseball. So see if he if he um, performs as a rookie. We always we're always scared for the rookies just a little bit that they're going to be uh, they're going to be holding on for dear life. But you know, it's not like that's something that only rookies struggle with. Let's be honest. That's the National League. It's worth noting they didn't have a trade the entire trading period. You know, wow. So they drafted the rosters. They stayed put. There you go. Everybody happy. Let's move now to the American League. Awesome. Let's start, Jordan, with your team. Okay. You are playing as the Los Angeles Angels. Anaheim, but thank you. Anaheim. The Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles, whatever it is now. (laughs) So uh, Anaheim Angels are Larry Walker, Alex Gonzalez, Jeff Bagwell, Jose Canseco, Dimitri Petrovich, Carlos Beltran, Jeremy Bernitz, Lisa Crockett, and everyone's favorite, Jabberer Gretchen Hasselhoff. Yes. And you're playing at Big City Stadium this year. You got it. So since you're here, tell us how you feel about your team and what your expectation is for this season. I'm pretty happy. I, I don't think I dominated the draft this year, but I do still think I have a potent roster. Um, I played game one. Game one went well. Jose Canseco hit three home runs, five RBIs. And uh, so we got a lot of good run production, even when we were working around a, a bad day in Lisa Crockett. Generally speaking, I have decent speed. I've got two people who are a six, but they're both good bats. So I'm not too concerned. Um, and then like my lower end players, Lisa Crockett and Gretchen Hasselhoff are both eights in speed. So that I think helps round out the roster. Everybody kind of has a role. But um, I feel pretty good. I, I can't say I've got 100% confidence that I have the best team, but I I know how to play with these players, and that's what gives me confidence. We're going to do well. We're going to do well this year. I'll be honest. I don't see a whole lot that's wrong. Uh, I've never had Dmitry Petrovich on my team or Lisa Crockett. So those are the two question marks. Of I don't know what their run production can be or how they are in the field. So it would be hard for me to critique your team without having that information. But I see a solid team, and I know that you went really far last year as far as winning the World Series. I'm the reigning champ. Big expectations for you and your team this year. Uh, Yeah. To win that World Series, you had to defeat the one and only Paul of the Athletics, who has historically been the champion of this league uh, up until last year. And he's got a good team again this year. Alex Rodriguez, Keisha Phillips, Chipper Jones, custom player, Sean Green, Marty Cordova, Ronnie Dobbs, Yvonne Rodriguez, and Ricky Johnson at Playground Commons. What do you think of your competition here? The big difference is defense. So, I mean, I, I've talked with Paul a lot, and we know like how our defenses work out. And so when the CPU is controlling his his team, his defense on the infield just looks really good. Um, so it's going to be tough to score runs against that team. I think that 
Paul could score runs with just about any roster. Um, so I, I would not doubt that that's going to be true here. The custom players who I'm worried about, uh, he has made that custom player a pretty serious power hitter. I think he's going to hit like close to two home runs a game all season. That's my guess. I traded the custom player to Paul for Alex Gonzalez because I needed Alex in order to fix a defensive issue I was having. Um, so it hurt to do that, but I did. I do think it ended up benefiting my team. I have a healthy respect for Paul and his team, just like I do every year. Paul also made a trade with the Orioles before the start of the season, who Correct. is Seth Dixon, and his team looks like Barry Larkin, Kenny Kawaguchi, Juan Gonzalez, Jason Kendall, Dante Robinson, Sally Dobbs, Vicky Kawaguchi, Reese Worthington, and Mikey Thomas. And they play at Smet Gardens. Yeah, so for one, they traded fields, and that was because Paul got the custom player and wanted to be able to hit more home runs. So he switched the playground commons instead of Cement Gardens. And they traded, um, Paul got Keisha Phillips, and the Orioles got Jason Kendall. So Paul already had a, a true catcher. Felt like he could deal Kendall. Man, I, I imagine was looking for some more power. I mean, as far as the Orioles are concerned, I think he's got a I think he's got a pretty good team. I think that it it doesn't have anything on on a squad that's gonna wow you. I think it looks pretty well rounded though. I think he's gonna do well though. Cement Gardens, you know, he's got enough speed on that team. Uh I think that I think he's gonna score some 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 runs. I just feel bad that then Mikey Thomas doesn't have a right field to hit home runs out of. Uh, so this is Seth's second season. Is that correct? Yes. He had a he had a pretty good strong surge at the end of last season. He definitely started out a little slow. Obviously, coming into it as a new player manager is difficult, but he found his footing towards the late half of the season, late quarter, last quarter. Um. So I expect a stronger start for him this year and uh, yeah, probably make it into the second round of the playoffs at least, hopefully. I'm up for anybody doing better than Paul. I'll say it. I'll say it out loud. Fair. Love Paul. He's done amazing things for the league. I want him to lose to everybody. Mm. That's what I want. Well, he's going to have to face the Indians and Tyler. Whoa, which you, would, you already know that, that that's pretty difficult. You know, you might hear this roster and think, not a very intimidating team. Try try playing them. They got you. So that's Barry Bonds, Pablo Sanchez, Derek Jeter, Annie Frazier, Stephanie Morgan, Angela Del Vecchio, Billie Jean Blackwood, Marquis Du Bois, and Jocinda Smith. So exactly, tell me, what was so particularly difficult about playing this roster, Derek? Um, the difficulty was my team, <laughs> which we can talk about in a second. But the one-two punch of Barry Bonds and Pablo Sanchez is intimidating, no matter where you're playing. Uh, having Billie Jean Blackwood and Marky Dubois on the same team severely hurts Billie Jean Blackwood, but she was already uh, a liability before any kind of stat reduction. <laughs> Marky Dubois, on the other hand, becomes a, uh, how do I say this, Louisiana baseball god basically. Wow. At least in the game that I played him against, he was the fastest on the team, the best fielding and the best at pitching and 
as good as Barry Bonds at hitting. Uh, maybe it was just his birthday or something. I don't know, but man, that kid can play. So you t- you texted me when you were playing. You said I made a mistake, and then you said Pablo Sanchez burned me. What happened when he <laughs> played that game? Uh, well, basically, I don't want to get too too into it because we'll talk oh, about sure, this sure. next week. But we played at Tin Can Alley. I left one over the plate. Pablo Sanchez took advantage of that and got it stuck on top of a semi-trailer. Yikes. Well, I think I think Tyler... This the thing is, like, do I think his team is great? No. But obviously, when it's CPU controlled, like, Pablo Sanchez is always tough to face. Like, the computer takes Pablo Sanchez, who's already great, and then makes him unstoppable at times. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> he... He hits pitches for home runs that you didn't think he could. So I guess that's always worth saying. So your team, Mr. Clanky, Sammy Sosa, Nomar Garcia Parra, Maria Luna, Ashley Weber, Sidney Weber, Movon, Jason Giambi, and Randy Johnson round out Derek's 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 Barnhart's Bombers. That's correct. In honor of first ballot Hall of Famer, Derek Barnhart. I mean, uh, last year I played as Derek Wasso's Wombats in honor of uh, Wasso, who was one of the player managers in the league. He is not playing this year. Uh, so I adopted his team, basically inherited his team. I don't know. And they were Derek Wasso's Wombats. Uh, Derek, other third Derek, <laughs> uh, too many Derek's, retired after last season. And so I asked him if I could play as the Bombers as they were his. Uh, He said, sure. So in his honor, I kept his name in the title, just like I did with Wasso. So a couple things here. We made a trade before the start of the season. Yeah, I regret it. I got Larry Walker and Jeremy Burnett's, and you got Sammy Sosa and Maria Luna. Terrible trade. You took advantage of me. Uh, I agreed to it, so I can't fault you. But uh, You can't fault me. I should not have done it. We both thought about it for like two weeks. It's not like yeah, it wasn't some split second decision. Here's the but now it's, here's the problem. The problem was I really wanted Maria Luna in the draft because I thought that would be fun. That would be fun this year if I had Maria Luna. My team was pink. She was a monster. Why not? And then I didn't get her, and you did, and I was bummed. And then she came up in a trade, and I thought, yeah, I mean, I want her on my team. I want to mix it up. I should not have traded away Jeremy Burnett's ever in a million years. He's the best player in backyard baseball. He should be on my team. He was on my team. I traded him away. I regret everything. I guess that could hurt, you know, especially because of how much you like Jeremy Burnett's and you traded away that particular player. Yeah. For the opportunity to to mix things up a little bit. Yeah. Also mixing things up, I'm playing at Tin Can Alley, which uh, I did play test a little bit before the season and I had fun. Uh, I wouldn't say I was hugely successful, but I was having fun while playing the games, and I thought, why don't I have fun this season playing all my games? Um, that may have also been a mistake. We'll see as the season progresses. But I am in a dark place at the moment and hoping for better days. Mr. Clanky, however, is great. Love Mr. Clanky. If there was a trade, if there was like a brief trading season before the offs- or before the playoffs, you know, like a trade deadline. Yeah. Before we did new files. Yeah. Would you think about Burnett's for Garcia Parra straight up? I would strongly consider it. <laughs> Let's talk about the Blue Jays 
Ian's Blue Jays, that's Ken Griffey Jr., Pete Wheeler, Ahmed Khan, Cal Ripken Jr., Amir Khan, Kurt Schilling, Mark McGuire, Tony Delvecchio, and Kimmy Ekman at Ekman Acres. Uh, I think this team would be a lot of fun to play with. Ahmed Khan, he's serious. Ken Griffey Jr., again, if you've unlocked the mystique of that bat, you found something special. Pete Wheeler is a one-man weapon. Truly. Um, but then there's there's some slower players on there. Kurt Schilling, Mark McGuire. Um, Kimmy Ekman at home is fine. Kimmy Ekman away is a different story. And then Tony DeVecchio. I think he's I think he's a six in speed, but he's a slow six. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I played against this squad. And um, when they're CPU controlled, I don't think that they were they were too difficult to play against. But I think if you if you know how to swing the bat, that could be a lot of fun. Did you play at Ekman Acres or did you play at your home field? I did. I played at Ekman Acres. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was a full power team that you're saying is definitely a beatable yep. team. I think so. You can double them up. You've got Schilling and McGuire. Yeah. You've got players who are slow enough. You can turn double plays. Yeah. And uh, that helps a lot. But I mean, I think I think um, Ian of the Blue Jays went out and he got what he wanted. I, th- I think he's happy with his team. And I don't think that there's no reason to be happy with this team. I just think that, uh, yeah, when you got a few slower players on there, then it's a weakness. But I wish Ian the best. I hope he beats Paul twice. Um, Which leaves us with uh, the rookie in the American League, John, of the humongous Wombats. Who's playing for the Wombats this year, Derek? This year, it's Luan Louis, Raul Montesi, Kenny Lofton, Vladimir Guerrero, Ernie Steele, Tony Gwynn, Jorge Garcia, Mike Piazza, and Frank Thomas at Steel Stadium. John went on the record in saying he wasn't going to make any trades. Oh, he didn't mean like he wasn't open to it, but for all he knew, you know, it's been a long time since he's played this game. He's uh, he's coming back around to backyard baseball and um, coming to coming to grips with the learning curve, but I have full confidence in John. I believe he's... Uh, He's in it to win it. He's he's in it to at least not be the worst loser. That's what he told me. He said, I just don't want to be last. Hey. Well, John, I think you took a step in the right direction. I think you focused on speed high in the draft. And um, I think like many uh, rookies, it's going to be about learning to swing the bat again. Learning to swing its strikes. Yeah. That's the big one. You got to train your eyeballs. That's always the the hardest part is trying to get your offense going. As a rookie, not swinging at the first pitch every time, things like that. But I always like the pickup of Frank Thomas at pitcher. He gives you some power. He's going to be a guy who can strike a lot of people out. He's a little slow, but decent enough bat to make up for that as far as RBI potential. I mean, I think he's a great last pick, and that's what John ended up with. He was his last pick in the draft. I think that goes pretty well. Um Big question, can Tony Gwynn hit? We still don't know. Yes, he can. We're going to find out. He can. Not sure about that. Them's the, them's the teams for the whole the whole thing. Okay. It's going to be like this for 14 games, for sure. Yep. We're toying with the idea of of uh, trading at the end of the season, but you know we'll get to that some other time. Uh, any bold predictions you want to make for anything regarding this season? The Angels are going to lose to the Athletics in the American League Championship Series. 
because of Gretchen Hasselhoff and her poor defensive skills. That's I've got this sense, this foreboding sense. So my goal is not to overlook everybody else in the American League, but I feel like in order for me to be successful, I have to play as if the season is headed towards a head-to-head matchup with Paul and the Athletics. And if that doesn't happen, then okay. But that's my bold prediction <laughs> for this season uh, that Hasselhoff right. boots it for us. Thank you. That's that's what I think. I think that it'll be interesting now that the game is keeping track of our stats in season mode to see where people's like individual performance categories shake out. That's something I'm excited for. I mean, yeah, if you're doing well, that that's great. If you're doing well, it's amazing. Either way, no matter what happens, uh, I am excited for this season. I think it'll be unlike any other. I'm hoping for a little uh, changing of the guard. Yes, you want to see new people be successful. I really do. I'm really cheering for the rookies in this league, and I want them to find success, and I hope they get some big wins against some established guys. And we'll see how the season plays out. If things don't change, we need to start handicapping people seriously. Yeah. You know, make it really tough. Well, that's it. That's the outline for our season this year. If you have any questions, if you want to make any contributions to the discussion or to our wallets, you can email us at asktincanalley at gmail.com. And we'd love to read your emails and discuss them on this podcast. We will be coming back. And I'm saying this now publicly, so you have to hold me to it. On the record. Every week. In order to bring you updates on the league as as they happen and to have other discussions about the game of backyard baseball uh, in the weeks to come. So for those of you who have enjoyed league content, great. There's going to be more of that. But for those of you who are more just general fans of the game of backyard baseball, we're going to have plenty of content just about how good of a game it is and the things that we all enjoy about it. So tune in for those things as well. Sounds good. Well, Jordan, uh, good luck on your first week. Wink, wink. I know you already played your game, but let's yeah, pretend, I did already let's pretend you didn't. Okay. Uh, and good luck to all the player managers out there who are starting the season. Hopefully you start off strong. And we'll see you next week on Tin Can Alley.